All rise if your team is in the final four and you are feeling good. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> it is not Big Papa or Bobby Hoops. We are <laughs> sad. Sad. Soy Boy City, baby. That's us. Hey, it's your boys Bobby Hoops and Big Papa coming to you live with episode 11. We're back. The weekend is over. We're we're talking <laughs> a smidge Final Four action because, well, we're going to watch. Still March. Still ball, baby. <laughs> Content doesn't sleep. So, yeah, we'll watch ball. We pretty much use this episode to talk about Tennessee and Kentucky, how it ended, what's our thoughts, some scuttlebutt, some truth on who's leaving, who's staying. <laughs> what are we fired up about with Cal this time? Man, Big Papa's not okay. He is not okay. Just remember this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Realty Executives. Just call just call Bobby Hoops or Big Papa. They're, they're the guys. If you need to look up their accolades, their reviews, whatever it is, Google them, Zillow, Realtor.com. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're the dudes. You want to get to the finish line? You need a dub in 23? They are them. Call them. Call those dudes. Let's ride, baby! Episode 11, ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Pop, that's Bobby Hoops, thanks for tuning in. Still March, baby. Couple more days, but... Yeah, I mean, we're we're done, kind of, uh, but it is technically still March. Still Uh, March. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Realty Executives, a.k.a. us. Yep. About real estate. So, yeah, this episode is a little bit, um, I'm not saying we're in like total soy boy mode, maybe me. But like we're done. Season's over for both of us. Um, n- there's no SEC teams in the Final Four. Uh, nope. If you've been hiding under a rock, maybe because your favorite team was Colgate and you went out in the first game, or mm. maybe the, the second weekend, and you're the type where you're like, "Well, if my team's out, I'm just, I'm just done." Personally, I'm the latter, which normally in the past. If the cats had went out at any point before the final four, I, I'm done. I don't watch anything because yeah. I'm sick to my stomach. However, yeah, I if, get that. I, I've been fighting those feelings now yeah. that now that, that Tennessee was bounced, but there's still been some really good games. And I think that's kind of the ultimate thing, which is there's been yeah. some good games. And this is like the year where, quite frankly, I would say just tune in for the theatrics about it yeah. because you've got Florida Atlantic, we have Miami, UConn, and San Diego State is your final four, which what? Okay. I mean, some would think, oh, Yukon's they're gonna win it, but I'm like, Miami's good. Like if you watch Miami play, like they can match up with just about anybody. They just you Miami just rolls the ball out there and just it's like almost like a pickup game with them. Like they just Miami is the epitome of 
when folks were like, oh, NIL, you're going to be able to buy teams. This Their, their biggest donor literally mm-hmm. bragged about buying dudes. And guess what? Maybe it's a nice investment. Worked. We'll see. I mean, Dude, is, is, if, I, if I'm the Texas Longhorns, I'm looking back on that one, that, that loss to Miami. I mean, Texas blew it. That they should have won that game. They had it. They, had it. they were up by a decent bit under eight minutes, I think. Dude. Um, but kudos to Miami. If Miami wins, talks, if Miami wins, South Beach is going to be absolutely oh. electric. Electric. I mean, <laughs> is Miami football back? If if Miami basketball wins it all, that they only they just needed something. They, they needed need something. The women's team, I think they're in the final four too. They got beat. Oh, they did shoot. They they, they would have been a, it would oh if you went men's and women, that would have been the first time since I think Florida or somebody where yeah. Women, yeah. Oh gosh. Well, anywho, so yeah, this is uh episode eleven, like I said. Um here's kind of today's episode. Uh Bobby Hoops and I are just gonna kind of give our thoughts about our respective teams, you know, the way the season ended, scuttlebutt, we're hearing about what's been happening since the season ended, maybe what you're looking forward to. Maybe we give, like, a smidge of a talk about the team's baseball. Like, I'm kind of happy about the Batcats, the balls. You know, you're in the top ten. So, I don't know. We'll see. We just need, like, a good ending. And then we've got our boy Jeff who submitted a – a mailbag question, so we'll save that for the end. But mailbag, it might it might just be called the Jeff bag now. Okay. It's just the Jeff bag. Jeff bag. Let's go uh, see what Jeff has to say. And then our other loyal listener, uh, Big Don, out of Texas. He he lives on YouTube, by the way. So shout out. If you yeah, we're on YouTube. We love. I would actually say YouTube's our number one channel. Everything else is kind of like whatever. You can listen there. Uh, all right, hoops. Your your takeaway from season ending, what's been going on? We've we've had some days now to kind of yeah, you know, settle in. Well, I mean, last Thursday was a uh, if 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 you're asking me last Thursday at like eleven thirty, eleven forty five p.m. Oh, I was pissed. You weren't doing good. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That was not fun to watch. Oh man, I was, I was not happy. I was not happy. It was that was, and it's it was nothing about it was terribly shocking, which I think was part of the like, you know, we we've we have lost that kind of a game. I don't know, six times this year, seven times this year, yeah. Where you know the offense just just vanishes and it vanished for i mean it was never really there um in this game i mean i think we've i, I think i was a broken record going into this tournament or even going into the s it's like you know you're you're pretty much you're kind of banking on vescovy to kind of get about 12 to 15 points and you need one other guy to kind of step up and and usually with the defense we play if those three-ish things happen, we give ourselves a good chance to win. And in this game, just nobody stepped up offensively. I mean, it was uh, – Josiah James had 10 points on 3 of 11 shooting. Um, Jonas Adu had 10 points um, on 4 of 5 shooting. Vescovy 
only had nine. I mean, it was kudos to FAU. They played great. It is, you know, obviously here they are in the final four. They have played fantastic basketball. They're well coached. They're not afraid of anybody. Um, this this was the game where it it was so evident how much we missed Sakai Ziegler. I mean, it was it once again this tournament comes down to guard play and guards being able to facilitate and create offense off the dribble because when it when it just gets down to the nitty-gritty especially you know in the last 10 minutes of these NCAA tournament games push comes to shove you just need a guy who can make something happen and if the if there's one thing that Zakai Ziegler is really good at is you know getting around a pick and roll getting into the lane either either there's a kick out for someone to make a three or you know an alley-oop opportunity to a big um or just throwing up a floater himself like he has the ability to do those things no one else does that on our team no one else can do that no one else is good enough off the dribble um to make stuff like that happen and that's what this team sorely missed in this tournament we were able to get away with it in the duke game um and it wasn't a problem at all because we just out physicaled duke and kamwa was just on fire who he was ice cold against fau which also was another thing that was common for him this year is he he'll have his games where he's just looks like maybe one of the best players in the country and then you know he was two of nine in in this game and only played 26 minutes and that so mostly you can just point to the offense just stunk couldn't hit shots but there were a few things with, that I can point to with Rick Barnes that was kind of frustrating. I mean, here FAU makes this just amazing run. One thing at one point it was like a twenty to six run. I know there was a fifteen to four point. He never Barnes never calls a timeout. Um, he's got uh, the whole second half. He always had two bigs out there, whether it was Kamwa and Euros or Kamwa and Adu. Um, that was not a game that we needed two bigs out there. I know he Rick Barnes is a defensive guy. He doesn't want to sacrifice on the defensive end. Um, but man, we needed offense. We needed we which and again, not that this team has a lot of it, but you're not gonna get a lot of offense from Jonas Adu. You're not getting a lot of offense from Euros and and Kamwa was ice cold in that game. And so I'm sitting there like, why is Julian Phillips only playing 12 minutes? I know he's still kind of injured. And, you know, not himself confidence-wise, but he's only playing 12 minutes in this game. And, you know, Awaka, and this is a different point, he's not a, a offensive player, but we're getting out-rebounded like by FAU. That never happens to us. And Awaka's by far our best rebounder. He played one minute yeah, in sure. the game. So there were just a few of those little things with Rick that I was kind of what, like – you know, it, it just felt like the game maybe got away from Rick a little bit. Um, and, and I think FAU was just plain and simple, the better team. Um, and when you just don't hit shots and FAU defends well, that's just what's going to happen. Um, so it was a really frustrating loss um, just because it just felt like we just couldn't do anything. Um, but I guess now that I've had a few days to kind of digest the season and I think, you know, we started out the season about a top 15-ish team. 
And that's how we ended the season, about a top 15-ish team. Made the Sweet 16. Um, there's things that I can point to in terms of, like, I think this team played less than 10 games with a full, healthy roster. Um, with losing Zakai at the end, didn't have Josiah for a long time during the season, didn't have Phillips for a long time. Uh, Vescovy missed games. Kamwa, I think, missed a game or two. I mean, it... It was a team that dealt with a lot of injuries this year, and I think for the most part we persevered. Because um, get into the second weekend when probably the heart and soul of your team goes out. I mean, that that's an accomplishment. Beating Duke, beating the crap out of Duke to make it to the second weekend, that's an accomplishment. Um, getting to the Sweet 16 is is not you know easy. Um, so I, I do think that there's there are things to point to um to say like yeah this was a good a good season but it's it's just hard when you look at it in in hindsight and think that man we had a pretty nice the 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 route to a final four was there for us um and you know maybe we don't make it there without Ziegler anyway but oh that it's that's tough because we only lost this game by seven points and you know the difference came down to uh, just a few shots, and and that's that's what happens in March. So I feel okay about our season. Yeah, I, I there's a lot that I want to point to and and want to be frustrated about in terms of our offense, but I have to also just look at it. We had a lot of injuries and. You know, not a lot of time for the team to play as, you know, as it was fully designed to be. So, good. They're goods and bads. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about you, fella? Um, you know, there's jokes about like, hey, maybe y'all should get like a a Patreon and just do like an episode, which I was like. In the moment, I was like, I'll do it now. Like, after yeah. post the loss. Like, if folks realize that, like, and I, I'll admit, being in a group text with Bobby Hoops, like, he was fired up when Tennessee lost. I mean. Yeah, I was pissed. But if you'd been in a group text with me when Kentucky lost, let's just say the verbiage used in that text is, like, based on what would be on Patreon, which I'm, I'm still not against. Like, we'll, we'll see. Um I oof. so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go through the the scuttlebutt slash actually what's becoming truth is, or you could say scoop. I, I kind of put in the levels of like scoop is pretty much like it's it, it's true for the most part. Yeah. Scuttlebutts, scuttlebutts. Like here's what we're saying could be, and then there's just like here's what I'm hearing. It's kind of on the streets. So yeah. on the streets is like it's a. To toss up may not be the most truthful thing. Um, Severe Wheeler is transferring. That's not brand new news. But word is he's going to transfer to Kansas State. And I'm like, of course you are. Cool. Um, the, the big thing that got put out was when he got hurt and Kaysen then took over point guard duties, which, truth is, Kaysen should have taken over point guard duties way early in the season. Mm-hmm. But how do you look at Severe Wheeler, who is a two-time Bob Cousy 
finalists, which for those out there, Bob Cousy, that's the award given to the like the nation's assist guy. So yeah. led the entire SEC for two years in a row in assists. Like it's kind of hard to look at that guy and say, mm, you need to be benched and be a you know a sixth man, be the backup point guard. Because he's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like I no, I start. Kind of hard, especially when he was at Georgia before transferring, and he's, you know, averaging almost 20 points a game with the assists. Okay. Yeah. So he gets hurt. That happens. Kaysen steps in. That's when a switch flip. That's when they come down. They went on the road to Tennessee. Uh, they get a big win at AM yep. at home. So those things happen, and you're kind of like, okay, I think we got something here. Well, we- hey. Yeah, Wheeler gets kind of introduced back into the lineup, but it's just like it's just not working. So they said that you know Cal and the staff like had a conversation with him, and he like wasn't happy. Um, didn't take it well. Started to create some differences between him and the locker room, uh, right. which was like cool. This is fun. Um, within the last like month and a half to the season, apparently it kind of started to get mended a little bit, but. Then there's this, like, in the surgery, this, like, tailbone thing injury was real. It wasn't, like, a fake injury. The timing of it was just odd because it was, like, did he have to have it on senior day? Like, he had to have it the morning of senior night game? Yeah. Okay. Because um, he wasn't there on senior night. Doesn't get celebrated because I think he would have. Um and that pretty much put him out the rest of the season. And I think that that allowed him the opportunity to be like, I'm out. You know, I've been hurt. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. Peace. I'm, I'm done. So there you go. Um, I'm happy for the time in the, you know, what he gave to the program. I'm also happy that he will get another opportunity and we can be like, all right, see ya. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I I hope he's it, he's a sophomore right now. No, no, no. I mean he's a senior. But oh, he's, that's right. He is a senior. He's got one more year left. So um, that's where I'm at on severe. Like he did a lot of good things. I definitely think he could have helped again this year. Injury didn't help, but it's like, dude, you weren't the guy to start. Kaysen's just better. He's gonna be a top fifteen draft pick. Um, like I don't. I don't, know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the other thing is Damien Collins, he's going to transfer back to Texas after his father died early in the season. It just just makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, sure. uh-huh. related, they said that he would he would stay. He loves Kentucky, but it just makes sense. Like, you can't. Makes you know, sense. You can't force him to do something different. So, yeah. rooting for him. Hope it goes well. Uh, Chris Livingston. I'm like, I, I want to put my head through that window. Nothing makes sense. Um, he is uh, a client of Clutch Sports, which for those out there is LeBron's company. It's his crew. Um, they're big time. And if you got Clutch. As far, as far as like representation. Correct. Like, yeah. if, you, if Clutch calls you and says they want to represent you, like, you, you say yes. You're a big deal. Um, which also is... You don't want to sever that relationship if you're if you're Cal because if Clutch can't get uh, Chris a guaranteed first round p- 
pick with the team, which Clutch has the pool to be able to do that with some NBA team. Mm -hmm. How they're going to do it, I have zero clue. Because Chris Livingston has not proven at any point he is a first-round pick. But you know what? Go for it. You, you're the ones who have to, like, give the, give the pitch. Um, if he can't get a first-round pick, he's going to transfer. He's not coming back to Kentucky, which mm -hmm. is infuriating. But again, now you don't want to like cut that off because here's here's the way it works for those of you out there. Clutch is just going to call up schools and say, Kansas, you know, you talked about wanting Chris when you first recruited him. You still want him? Cool. Here's where we want you to play him. Will you do it? Yes. I think we got something here. If not, we're just going to call another school. So for Chris, it's he doesn't really get a say. He's just going where Clutch tells him to go because they're like, which is just crazy that wow. that's kind of how this works nowadays. If you're depending on the kind of player you are, but you know, so, for Chris, it's it it will mostly it'll more. Uh, wherever he ends up, sure. Uh, yeah, which leads to this. So there's there's the Chris thing. He's either NBA draft or he's transferring. Cool. So uh, another guy, Yugana Onyenzo, um, he is a freshman. He also is dealing with a handler issue. So Clutch, you could all kind of put in this category when we say handlers. So like Clutch really isn't a handler because they're a true and real agency. Handler is just somebody who is kind of your spokesperson representative. Um, Chaperone. Well, yeah, let's say that because Uganus is not from the United States. He or he came in from um, I can't remember what country exactly, but um, all I have to say is he does. You know, he's here only with the people that he like first moved in with, uh, started playing on the circuit with for travel ball, and they're already putting out phone calls to other schools. Apparently, up in the Big East that. Hey, we would uh, if you've got room for Onyenzo, like we'll come your way. And you got like he gets no set, he gets zero set because if it again if it were up to him from a pure basketball standpoint, he would stay. Um, but guess what? Not up to him. So Cal basically has to like make a promise that he's gonna essentially start. <laughs> like, how can you like how can you like guarantee that? So. Um, yeah, I think that's real uh, fun. The one that, yeah, the one that I'll end on, which is actually decent news, which is Antonio Reeves. He's going to put his name in the draft to figure out, like, what do y'all think? Word already is he's not going to get drafted. Um, and he, like, wouldn't even get a second round pick. So at that point, you're going to get some kind of G League contract. So for those out there, when it comes to a G League contract, you're talking like $50,000 and you've got to, like, grind. You've yep. got to grind in order mm -hmm. to get some kind of like a 10-day contract with the team, prove yourself again to then see if they'll give you a like a one-year or like a rest of the season where he could then just come back to Kentucky yeah. for last, I think he's got a COVID year. Um, and dude's been raking on NIL. So it seems like my boy yeah, getting getting paid to play basketball in the G League is not nothing, but 
to have but, the skill set Reeves has, you'd think it would just make more sense to just stay another year at Kentucky. So that's what seems like the most likely is because of his skill set, because he's finally getting to show what he can give for to a team. I think he can excel on it back at Kentucky for another year. Really yeah. prove like, hey, I'm I'm worth like spending money on in the NBA. Um, and he's been ma- they said that he's been making like six figures on NIL, and it'll go up now. That sure, biting his feet wet and likes to. So I'm like, Tone, come please. For my own sanity, please come back. <laughs> um, so there's the rundown. Everybody else um, at this point, it's just recruits coming in. There's word about yep. probably need another two transfers. So my um, here's my like here's the watered down version of what I would have if I were going to do a Patreon episode. Um, the standard of Kentucky basketball right now is absolute dog dookie. It's not. It's not gold. We are gold standard, baby. It's not the gold standard. Like, can't say it when we're losing games um, early in the season against the Gonzagas, the Michigan States, um, you know, Kansas Duke. Whenever you switch around in the Champions Classic. Uh, can't be losing to South Carolinas, Evansville's, uh, Georgia's. And, like, do those games happen? Sure. Yeah. But then, like, but when you lose, Cal used to be, like, basically prior, before 2017, I mean, we all know he, like, he didn't give a rip who they were playing. He was like, we're going to come to your arena, Mm -hmm. embarrass you, and then we're just dipping out like it's nothing. Yeah. Now it's like, Hey, just stick with us. Like it's gonna be a long it's, run. It's Hell, like you can't have it both ways. You can't say uh-huh. you can't say that we're the gold standard and look at the look at you know the banners and look at all the guys that I've gotten drafted. But also, don't be mad at me when we lose to South Carolina. Yeah, don't don't be don't mad. be mad. Don't be mad at the fan base when your standard has all from when you first arrived is this is the gold standard of basketball. Yeah. Now, where we sold a bill of goods and we've now been caught up in flames. Maybe. Yeah. Um, because I do think that for the last couple of years, he's also gotten caught with his pants down on the fact that he just wasn't recruiting. And then look, COVID year, he, he like, sometimes he like still makes excuses about it. And I'm like, everybody dealt with the same thing, except you went nine and 16. You were in charge of the program. So when there's hard questions, yeah. Then you're like trying to make excuses rather than being like, tell me, I didn't recruit. I'm not coaching well. You just like didn't own up to it. So, like, of course, we're all going to be pissed off. Yeah. Um, Because again, it's like, what's the standard? If you're saying the standard is that it's up here, final four banners or nothing, you know, final fours and championship, that's all they hang for. If it's not that, then, like, help us. Help us understand that we have got to change our expectations, which I, I think I've jokingly said here before. If that happens, then we're going to become Indiana, which is we might hang a banner for, um, you know, what the – they have one banner that says, like, best team, in, best NCAA team of all time, which is back in 1974 when they went yeah. – which is, like, that's that's what we'll become, is yeah. hang some banners like that. Um <laughs> Oh, just hold I, up. Just hang a gold banner that just says the standard. Gold standard. 
gold standard. Why not? So yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm completely frustrated, but I'm going to be on the end of it's Kentucky. Like, I'm all in on the, like, you have eight national championships. You're arguably the biggest brand in college basketball. They're, they actually got in, uh, compared to the Dallas Cowboys the other day from uh, a gentleman from uh, Field of 68 is uh, the name of the network. I, I, I'm actually a fan of the the group, but he he compared them on part of my take as, like, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a little bit of difference. Like, Cowboys literally haven't won anything in 20 plus years. Right. Cats, like they've won. A little more success. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit. But I did understand from a brand standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like you are up here when it comes. They're, to they are one of the top at, at least five programs in the country. They are a blue blood. You don't have any big professional sports teams in Kentucky. So it goes to you. You were the mm-hmm. thing. So that gets me to like my overall, and I've had friends who've been like, oh, just like pick a side, pick a side. Either you want Cal gone or you don't. And I'm like, for me, first off, my life, my rules, I can do whatever I want. So if I want to hang out in the middle and you're annoyed by it, I don't care. Um, I wish I did. I could pick a side because there are days that I've been like, look, I used to be full blown like Cal. Homer, he can do no wrong. We've said oh, yeah. before, when you're winning, hey, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. When you're winning, no problem. But since, you know, COVID, and again, making the excuses, he doesn't do interviews. He's a sore loser when they look, you know, he talks for two minutes and is out. But hey, he'll run laps around you though now when they win yeah. and they talk for 15 minutes and you're like, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. Um, I I truly like I feel I feel stuck because I want it to end well, but I'm also like clock's ticking. You've yeah. had a long leash for the amount of wins, and we've talked about how hard it is to win in the NCAA tournament. Like it's a one-off game, mm-hmm. be undefeated, but like you could lose in the second round. That's just yeah. the nature of the tournament. Um. But dude, like you've you're making the fan base the bad guys. You're doing all the things I've already talked about. Um, I've give, I, I've also said though what's what what feels frustrating is he's recruited his tail off. He's flipped it. That class coming in next year. Word is like it's not the strongest class of all time, like in the last decade from a talent standpoint. But he's gotten the best of that crop. So. I, you have to give them a chance. It's like you want to run your system from 2012 because you think still works. All I need is the pieces. And I'm like, all right, you got them. Go prove it. Prove your Do thing. it. Um, but I'm like, I hate it because I feel like now there's going to be this immense pressure on dudes who, you know, are, are 18. Um, the fan base is just like, I do think the majority still want Cal here because they clearly have been shown you can win, you can still you can coach, but this is just like, come on, we're running like we are running out of time, and you are yeah. incredibly frustrating to be list. Like I, I've said it before, I've stopped listening to his post game stuff for the last like two years. 
I can't listen to them. I really am at the point where I'm like, just coach, y'all win, I'm going to celebrate. But I'm not listening to, like, what he says. I just can't. Ever since the Shaden Sharp stuff of how that, like, the messaging and all that got out, and now you look back on, like, injuries and how he lies about them and all these other things, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done listening. I love you, but I'm I'm done. John Vincent Calipari, like, has been great, but is unbelievably annoying at this point. And I'm putting it that way. Again, this is the watered-down version. So I feel like I'm stuck. There is a part of me that thinks, yeah, it would be easier if I was just on one side or the other. But it's incredibly frustrating because I want him to succeed and end well and not go down in an absolute dumpster fire. And then we're all like, it didn't have to end this way. Yeah. And especially, like, I appreciate your, like, I want this to work. Because also, like, if we're living in, like, the – in reality, financially, they can't get rid of him. He's not going anywhere. He is for he is there for the long haul at Kentucky. Yeah. They can't unless he, you know, gets arrested or something. Like he is yeah. not going anywhere. He he's a good man. That's the thing. Yeah. He's not gonna like go hurt a kid and be like no. out. And I said it either last episode or one before. But the one guy who literally from a donor standpoint could do it is not going to pay $40 million to buy out his contract. Yeah. Like he's just not that type of guy. And I don't want Kentucky to be known for that. That's just yeah. so anyway, there's people who've always hated them and they're they wanted them out after you know day two. Um, but yeah, it's just again, the easier answer for me would be like, yeah fire him or just continue to defend him. But I feel like I'm in the middle where it's like, I don't want him gone and I want him to succeed. But yeah, the last four years have been unacceptable. And this isn't, this is dog crap and it's not fun. Uh, anyway, why am I getting worked up about what 18 year olds do with the basketball? I don't know. They're hey, just kids. Hey, they're just kids. Mailbag question real quick. Jeff Mason. Sorry, the Jeff bag. Jeff bag. Uh, Two teams in the Final Four that have never been there before. Coincidence or ripple effect of the new transfer portal rules in NIL? I personally think it's great for the sport. You go real quick. I'll go second. Um, I I think it uh, at least at least in terms of Miami, it's showing that it, it that is certainly one way to get there because that's how Miami's gotten there. Um, I I just think on on the other end of the argument. The last few years, yes, you know, last year you had a Final Four completely of, you could argue, is Villanova a blue blood or not? I, you know, you can argue that. But basically, the Final Four last year was four blue bloods. Yep. And this year, you know, again, you can maybe make a little bit of an argument. UConn should maybe be in that conversation. They've won four titles in, you know, the last 20-something years. And here they are back in the Final Four, first time in a little while. But Three teams that have never been there before that are definitely not blue bloods, nowhere close to it, don't have any kind of history in terms of winning in bass. So, like, I just think, and it's, if you go back into the, you know, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, I just think gone are these days of it's always going to be the ones, twos, and threes that are in it at the end. 
basketball is just gotten better at at almost every level people are smarter there's so much more like availability out there in terms of like analytics and statistics and ways to bridge the gap between big name blue bloods and the fairly dickinsons of the world um and it's a single elimination tournament so anything can happen so i think you throw all that in there yes i think nil matters and and has made a difference but also it's just a crazy tournament and basketball at all levels is better i think yeah um i'm for transfer portal i'm for nil absolutely Uh, we've talked about it outside of here where i'm on the side of if a coach can just up and leave at any point in time for more money for a bigger pedigree for a you know spotlight kids should be able to go too is dumb. Yeah. And I understand that people want to say, like, honor your scholarship, whatever. And I'm like, well, the kid came because of the coach. And you're just saying that the coach just gets to dip, but the kid has to honor his scholarship and stay. I mean, you're saying the kid has zero choice in being able to be like, hmm, maybe I either want to follow him to the new place or go somewhere yeah. else. There's too many, there's too many people outside of the court making way too much money um, on this whole thing for us to pretend like these these players you know should be always and forever playing for the name on the front and it's all about amateurism no it's not it's not they should be able to come and go as they please you know that's maybe not come and go as they please there's rules in place but like transfer portal is i think a good thing i'm i don't feel sorry for these million dollar coaches having to recruit to keep their players i don't feel sorry for you that's why you get paid a bajillion dollars a year hey um, john that's why you're getting paid 10 million dollars a year yeah figure yeah it out. so other, other teams make it work you figure out how to make it work that's yeah, where if, we are. if florida atlantic who do they have an nil budget if they're figuring it out and they're in the final four i don't know yeah figure it out um my only other thought is I think that NIL, the transfer portal, um, and obviously like recruiting high school kids, I think recruiting high school kids has to be your like number one. And then you go there, transfer portal, NIL. But yep. then like overtime, G League stuff, all of that, yes, has made it complicated, but I also think it's revealed you can now win in different facets, whether it's pure transfer portal. Baylor did it a couple of years ago. Cal and them proved you can win with all freshmen. NIL, Miami this year. Like, there's ways to win now. You don't only have to recruit the best of the best in high school and hope they don't go to the draft. So, that's where I'm at. That's where Hoops is at. Uh, Hey, real quick, who do you think wins the championship? UConn. UConn. We got them. Huskies. Blue blood? Huskies. We'll see. Hey. Make me some money, Huskies. Bobby Hoops. See you, gang. Love you.